0: This is Father Drew Curry from Most Precious Blood Parish in Fort Wayne, Indiana,
1: and Father Matthew Kuna from Saint Therese and Saint Henry Parishes here in Fort Wayne, also, to open the Sunday Word with you, the third week of Lent. Now shifting to the Gospel of John, chapter two, verses thirteen through twenty-five. Since the Passover
0: of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, "'Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up.'" The Jews said, "'This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days?' But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken.'" While he was in Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He understood it
1: well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That closing line is just <laughs> so. <laughs> a, yes, it is a gut punch. Like yes. nobody needed to tell him about human nature. Yes. I'm not going to trust you guys, yeah. <laughs> even yeah. though even though they were beginning to believe in him because they saw the signs and everything. But but he knew the weakness, the fragility of human nature. And I mean, that's part of the focus of our Lenten journeys, right? To be aware and new of our own fragility and our dependence on the Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus also knew that very soon they were going to crucify him because he already talked about, you know, destroy the temple and in three days I'll raise it up. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jesus knew...
1: These humans are imperfect and I'm gonna end up crucified because of them. Mm -hmm. So uh but just focusing as well on the first reading, I think we should mention that because we'd like to connect that to this cleansing of the temple where the Lord's trying to restore right worship. So he's saying, Hey, buying and selling. And if we think about the old way of doing the marketplace for them too, is kind of more this, you know, bargaining. You think of Abraham, for example, Mm. when it was the the back and forth, well, what if there were X number of people still? What if they <laughs> yeah. And you keep working okay, all the way point. down. So there was this kind of bartering back and forth. I remember when I went to the Holy Land as well, even today, it was like these absorbent prices were like, like oh, spend hmm. X thousand dollars for this thing. And then you get them to like go like to like 20% of... It was sure, ridiculous. Sure.
0: And I think the other thing too is that uh, in order to buy some of these animals, I think you had to like exchange your coins for temple coins. And then there was like,
1: some, uh, yeah, some swindling going on there, yeah, perhaps. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, the interest that you had to charge to get the temple coin was high. So the, the temple ended up making a lot of money off of people just trying to worship God.
1: Yeah, and and of course, if they had to get certain things they needed, like doves, in order to then have the doves to, I mean, sure, you'd have an area for them to do that. But Jesus is like saying like, hey, the temple area needs to be a place of prayer. Um, And so these ways of the culture were coming in. And so, hey, we got to root those things out. And we connect that as well yeah, so to our the, first the reading. The first
0: reading is from Exodus, so that's Moses and the Hebrew people. Uh, they, you know, they got out of Egypt, but then the idea is the people needed the 10 commandments because even though they got out of egypt they needed to get egypt out of them because mm-hmm. they had the hebrew people had been in egypt for over 400 years the 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 culture had been totally adapted into their lives and there were things that were not right specifically idolatry but also other sins as well
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. um, worldliness so what we're trying to
0: say is is You know, Jesus was all about cleansing the temple, this place that was beautiful. And it took like how many years to build this place? It was a beautiful place, expensive, and it was to be a place of love of God and also- And
1: encountering the divine presence.
0: Encountering the divine presence, but it was also where the nation found its identity. So there's a certain sense of connectivity to each other too. And that place needed to be cleansed and- Uh, Then you have the Hebrew people that needed to be cleansed of their Egyptian ways that they had picked up. And then this really uh, relates to us in Lent because we are called to a time of purification and enlightenment, a Mm -hmm. cleansing of our minds, bodies, and souls from any kind of darkness and uh, infilling of light, enlightenment. And uh, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how, well, the phrase came to me, I'm from Holy Family Parish on the west side of South Bend. And here I find myself in the inner city of Fort Wayne. So I was thinking, oh, you can take the boy out of the west side of South Bend, but you can't take uh wait you can take can't, the boy, you can take the yeah. boy out of, the west, of Bend, the west side of South Bend, but you can't take the west side of South Bend out of the boy. Yeah, yeah. That old uh, say, yeah. Yeah, when or when I was a kid, we moved away from the the street I grew up on. And it was like, oh, you can take the boy uh, away from guard lane, but you can't take guard lane out of the boy. Yeah. You know? A
1: humorous thing to talk about like cultural little distinctions that you might have from your upbringing or whatever i remember as well one time we were at dinner with a priest uh for the chrism mass up at saint mass cathedral and he took off like his suit coat and he had like a short sleeve underneath <laughs> he said you can take the boy out of indiana can't take Indiana indiana out of the boy you know so <laughs> kind of like a little a humorous way of like yeah. saying like okay i probably should be a little more appropriate here. <laughs> uh, but i'm not <laughs> yeah. right and so but the point would be this then that that we do from our upbringing have certain cultural tendencies and those are hard to root out, yeah. you know, and some some of them we don't worry about rooting out because they're not really big deals. They're part of who we are and that's yeah. fine, our expression of life. But there's other things then of the world that we need to make sure don't enter in. And so that's the pulling yeah. the Egypt out of the boy, right? Pulling the Egypt, pulling the sin, the worldliness out of us. And- it, uh, th-
0: This relates to baptism. I mean, so in baptism is our exodus from spiritual Egypt. So the idea is When we were baptized, we were put back in union with God. Original sin was washed away. We were filled with the Holy Spirit. We're put in union with the Father. We're put in friendship with the Son. But the idea is we still have so much spiritual Egypt in us. And uh, Lent is a time for us to really sit back and say, okay, what is this? What, what is in my life still, even though I'm a Christian, that still needs to get out of here?
1: Yeah, and obviously, I mean, clear sin. So some of the, uh, some of the commandments, obviously, are very very easy to understand. Like, yeah, okay, don't steal, don't do this, <laughs> don't do that. But then even just culturally, some of the mentality of the world. And uh, again, just to reinforce how, how these things do kind of cling to us, think about just even like celebrating a birthday. How do you celebrate a birthday? Like in our culture, we're going to have a cake, Hmm. We're gonna have candles, blow out the candle. Like if you don't have a cake for birthday, we're gonna be like, "What's going on?" It, hmm. We didn't celebrate, you know, little little Liz, Lizzie's birthday or whatever, or whoever's birthday it is. We didn't celebrate their birthday because we didn't have a cake. They would feel that way, yeah. right? Um, because it's so ingrained to in us that this is how we celebrate that. And so, same thing in our culture, certain ways of acting or involving in certain things that in our culture now. Um, have ingrained in us that like this is kind of how people talk in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to talk in the workplace like that. And that's how you relate in the workplace. Well, if it's not adequate Christian behavior, then yeah. no, that's not how we should be acting. But but everybody else does it. Or everybody else participates in this or Our country said, well, Michigan says that you can smoke marijuana, you know, like, so have these things in our culture that can begin to confuse us. And we need to make sure that those don't enter in to impede right worship of our God. And so again, the Lenten journey, getting those things out, making sure they're not in.
0: Yeah. And so what I would suggest is that we think about the temple. We go like, okay, the temple was this place of great encounter with God. And it was also a place where the nation together Built its identity. And so, as we're trying to root out Egypt from our lives or root out sin or vice or anything, the worldly tendencies, let's actually recall I am baptized, I am a temple of God. And I am called to be a place of encounter of God and a place mm-hmm. that draws other people into this encounter. Mm-hmm. And that that should be kind of where we're starting from. How well do I do that? How well am I praying? How well do I invite God in? How well do I do building bridges with other people to where they can experience God and take the next best step towards Him? That's probably the first thing we need to ask ourselves because once we start thinking like that, then we really start to realize the stumbling blocks uh, to this encounter.
1: Yeah, so we ask the Lord to help us all with just clear discernment to make sure that we're rooting out um, Egypt from us, any, any worldliness. If you haven't made a good examination of contents yet this Lent, go for it. And if you haven't made it to confession yet, do it. Uh, confessions for The Light Is On For You is going to be on March 9th, Tuesday evening. My birthday. Oh, man, look at you. You're going to be 41. All right, praise (laughs) God. So say a prayer for Father Drew on March 9th and go to confession. (laughs) May God bless you all.